Hello, and welcome to this episode of 10,000 Posts. Uh, my name is Hussein. My name is Phoebe. We're in the studio today. It's a really rare occasion where I'm not in the fucking booth. Uh, we are in uh, We are in uh, our studio. Things sound a little bit better. And, in who the office. Be- and who best to join us than our friend, uh, Dr. Eleanor Yanega. How's it going, Eleanor? Um, it's great. It's really nice and cool in the studio. So. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's quite yeah. a hot nice day cool. in London mm. today. Like mm. one of the little sprinkling that we got um so we're enjoying it uh but not that much which is why we are currently in a uh basement with no <laughs> windows um no natural light i have a piece of purple cord though yeah you do and have I, like a I'm, little so i'm happy with my <laughs> my piece <laughs> a little a little fit a little fidget gift i have yeah. a little i have a little fidget gift. it actually it is actually really really good for if you can't keep your hands still yeah, it's, i mean it, everything's coming up well it's nice and cool We've got a purple piece of wire. I my toy. You know, yeah. like this is this is as good as it gets when you're a podcast goblin. So, I think so. so. Yeah. I think so. Down in the basement playing with our toys. Mm. Simple, simple pleasures. Well, I, should, I, yeah. I should have told you you could have brought in some of your dollies. I could have done. I could have mm. done. I could have brought my like actual toys that I got from Japan. Yeah. Um, but then I, it would have just been very annoying. I play like I I bought like the um like Gundam toys uh mm. for my nephews. Uh, by which I mean I play with them and have con- <laughs> and sometimes they have conversations with each other mm-hmm. uh, when I'm going through some stuff and I need to like you know have my own little council of guys yeah uh, so that could have happened if I brought my toys in but yeah. uh, no they are they are at home unfortunately it is a work day today what toy would you have brought in that's a really good question um you know what I want and I don't have one but now I'm kind of obsessed do you know those things that are um they're, they're, I think they're called poppets, and it's like a little, it's like a little rubber square, and they've they got, look familiar. Yeah, they yeah. sound familiar. Yeah, and it's kind of like a, you know, like what if bubble wrap was permanent, and you can kind of push them in and out. Ooh. So a, I think they look really good, and b, I saw a bit of a wiki art, like a Wikipedia uh, article about them, and they were invented by this um, couple who also invented the game Guess Who. Right. And they were invented by the couple. Um, when one of them had like uh, one of their sisters had breast cancer and was talking about a, ha- a like a field of nipples that you could push in and out. And that's what it's based off of. And that's so bonkers that I was like, well, now I want one even more. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have one of these, but I'm going to acquire one. And- I think I have one somewhere and I will not be able to think about it in any well, other way because I didn't know the origin. But that's an origin story worth selling to Mattel of making mm. or getting a make, getting yeah, a, movie, make a movie about that. Uh, the the pop the puppet movie is uh who are you gonna, is forcing who are you gonna feminism. Get to direct your field of nipples movie. Uh oh, I don't know. What's Do you the have any nipples is less popular than Field of Dreams? I don't uh, think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't believe so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair um enough. what's the what's the name of that director who uh directed the film about the guys dismantling the bomb? I don't even know what movie you're talking about. Dismantling, Dismantling the, bomb. the bomb. They made that movie? Or building it or something. I mean, there are lots of films about building it, but including... No, you mean yeah. Hurt Locker? Yes. Yeah, okay, so you mean Hurt Locker. It's that... <laughs> yes, that's what I that's, mean. It's that, that's that lady, no? Catherine. Catherine. Like, Bigelow? Yeah, Ka- Catherine, Catherine Bigelow. Hey, I Catherine know Catherine Bigelow. Okay, yeah, I want yeah. Catherine Bigelow to direct the Poppet movie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> What other stuff has she directed besides uh besides besides the Hurt Locker? Did she also do like Zero Dark Thirty? Am I making zero that dark, up? Zero Dark Thirty. Like, she's got a real hard on um, for point, like a point break. 
Oh, point break. Point break. Oh, oh. my god, I, I, I forgot about that. God, every, uh, every that's a, a real game. I'm learning. That's a real gamut. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning some stuff. Okay, yeah, so you so would, so you would bring in a, a poppet. Pop you'd bring yeah. in a poppet. Yeah. Um, you'd bring in the rubber field nipples for us to yeah. for us to prod. Mm -hmm. Um, hi, it's Devon, the editor. Every single member of the cast of 10,000 Posts is banned permanently from playing with any fidget toy that makes a noise because it's the worst thing that you could possibly do to me. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Good, good okay. idea. Yeah, good. there you go. Great. No one's, steal, no one's allowed to steal that. That's, that's ours. That's ours, that is, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, Eleanor, we uh, we asked you to come back because mm. we want to talk about some some weird little guys. Oh, yeah. That's that's the that's the name of our WhatsApp group where we've been talking a little bit about this. Mm. Um, last time you came on, you, we talked about Martin Luther yeah. as a uh, one of the original posters, and mm. we had a really fun discussion about that. Um, so, expanding the Martin Luther cinematic universe, mm. we have a new guy. Yeah, uh, Jan, Jan, Jan Hus. Yeah, that's my boy. Right. Um, can you tell people? Uh, for people for people who are not familiar with Jan Hus, mm. um, who is who is Jan Hus, and how is he related to the Martin Luther Cinematic Universe? Yeah, so um, Jan Hus is like the prequel to Lutheranism, um, but nobody cares about it because everything happened in Czech, um, and y'all too lazy to learn <laughs> our beautiful language. Uh, so like so like straight so like straight up straight up. So uh, my boy um, Jan Hus. Um, he had a real lot of problems with you guys, uh, you guys being the church, right? Mm. Um, and uh, that was very much the style at the time in the 15th century. A lot of people had been having some problems with the, the church since the 14th century. People didn't take to Avignon, for example, mm. th things of this nature. Um, and uh, so Jan Hus has got a bee in his bonnet about like all of the typical stuff. He's like... Um, y'all priests are sluts and you don't do your job very well and also I don't I really think that spirituality should be mediated on a personal relationship with God and only you can really know what's in your heart and so you know that's something that you kind of get done through God and also um, I'm translating the Bible into Czech mm. um, and also we're just doing things in Czech here like entirely in Czech right and it used to be that like mass would sort of be all in Latin and then you'd get a sermon in your native language. Yeah. But who's is like, no, we're going to do it all in Czech. Like, fuck it. Right. Um, and um, he had he worked at the University of Prague and the University of Prague was like, um, you need to understand that it was kind of set up like um, a Balkan YouTube comment section. <laughs> so there's like different bits of the university that were dedicated to different parts of the Holy Roman Empire. Because uh, mm. it was set up by Charles IV. And so there was like a Czech bit and a German bit and like an Italian bit and things like this. And, and the Czechs were like, rest of empire is pig dog. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, German, I fuck your mother. Uh, thing, things like this. And they, were, and they were really, really into Jan Hus. And they were also mm. into John Wycliffe. And they were like importing texts from England and being like, woo, John Wycliffe. And like the church was like, you need to stop. And they were like, no, but what if we just kick all Germans out of the university? That'd be cool. That's kind of like stopping. And the church is like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I, this is the exact opposite of what I was requesting. <laughs> um, and so like everyone is like basically being a Protestant. And um, the Czech lands are incredibly important at this point in time because they've got all the fucking money. Like they yeah. are the biggest producer of silver in Europe. Right. And um, they've just been the center of the empire. So um and in theory, uh, the oh, the king of the Romans, um, well, Venceslas, should be like, you know, the holy Roman emperor in a minute. And so the pope is like, you need to fucking like get a handle on your little guys. And Venceslas is like, I kind of like the guys. 
<laughs> I like them. Okay, but I, but I like my guys. I like, kind I of like weird. The, I like the little guys. I like the little guys. I've already coll- I've collected most of them. And I just need one more little guy. And if, <laughs> and if I get rid of the little guys, um, the checks are barely tolerating me. Okay. I see. And if I get rid of my weird little guy, like the only thing he's got in con, the only thing he has in common is mm. the little guys, mm-hmm. right? And so it'd be like, well, once you get rid of that, that's like the relationship's over, right? So anyway, the church is like, look, you gotta send, you gotta, you gotta send, um, Hus over here, and this is like the Roman Pope. You gotta understand, there's a couple popes at the time. Yeah, there's like French Pope and Roman Pope, and Roman Pope is like, I'm afraid you're gonna need to send me, um, Jan Hus. And uh, Wenceslas was like, if I send you my little guy, like, you're not going to kill him or anything. Or, like, right? And the Pope was like, no. Yeah, you're just going to tease him no, a little bit. No, you're just going to be all like, please, like, here's a way to, like, keep doing your thing. And, like, you're just going to correct him lightly, right? little slap on the wrist. Yeah. And uh, the church is like, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and then Jan Hus goes over there immediately is like, you should kill me. <laughs> like, I want to die. And everyone's like, I don't know. You could, like, stop. And he's like, no, <laughs> I won't do this. And he's like, and he's like, I refuse to stop posting. I will not stop posting. He, like, writes hundreds of letters yeah. where, where he's all like homies uh like i just want to send you one more post uh, that says churches churches a bitch uh <laughs> like kill all catholics uh one i guess one k four five three you know and uh, and Marina's like um wow so you know we're gonna have to kill you if you keep doing this and it's like yeah <laughs> Woo! Uh, and anyway, they burn him at the stake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he uh, sang psalms as he, yeah. as he burned. And he, they gave him a little hat with demons on it. Like every year for Halloween, I consider being gone just because I want to wear the little demon hat. But I also realized yeah. that absolutely no fucking person would know what I was doing. Wait, okay, no, no. I'm going to need to know some more about the demon hat. It's, it's like, um, it's like up high. It's white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like in a big circle. So it's like, what if a like a papal tiara was flat on top? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then they did, and they paint and they painted little black demons on it, like a miter with black demons on it. Okay. I have some questions about the the demon mice. Yeah. Did they already have it? I'm or did like, they make it? These hoes made it. <laughs> they made it. Like, so what I like about it him. is like, they're, the thing that's great about this is it's incredible because they're like, um, well, we have a lot more power than homeboy here. Yeah. Um, and, but yet, and yet, they have time to like make demon miter. Yeah. Was this a regu- Was this a regular thing? Like, did like did like later later <laughs> on like Latimer and Ridley get a demon hat? I mean, I think that like uh, this is the only one I've ever really seen. Um, but Giannis, he's just like, he's a real special guy. And like, they're, so their haters, they were so angry about how he was dining at the banquet of success, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that they like, so they, they burnt him at the stake and then they like took his ashes and like threw it in them in a river so that like no one would come collect them and okay. be like, oh, we're having, we're having relics. Okay. So the haters couldn't be his wasters is yeah, what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's, exactly. what, we're, that's was, what we want to take yeah, from this. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but. The thing about it is that Hus feels like that was dining at the table of success. Like he was like, I've like yeah. won. It, it is incredible one. He was like, I've yeah. I've won in the marketplace of ideas because um oh all you've got is you're gonna kill me now. Yeah. So, so like as soon you as can't you put that hat on, then you are then you're punished 
Jan Hus. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. it's like a it's kind of an accolade, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, it's kind of like, so he kind of like got kicked off the forum. Yeah. Um, And like, but at the but same he's time. Back, he's back with the new, the new username and a demon hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like, and then it just fucking kicks off after that, right? So then the Czechs are like, well, we're going to start our own forum. Basically, yeah. and they go start Blue Sky, um, which is to say, <laughs> uh, they start like um, they have just an out and out rebellion, right? Um, and uh, so, and the church is like, well, I don't like this at all. And then they're like getting real weird with it, yeah. uh, which I love because so like some of the hostites are like, um, no, we're we're going like um, free love, and like we're gonna start a commune where everyone fucks, and that's like the new Christianity. And the church is like, ooh. <laughs> Oh boy. boy. Boy, no. Wow. And then others, like, but then you've got kind of like the libs in Prague who are like, well, I don't know if I care for that. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted like a Bible and check. But like all the poor people are like, yeah. no, we're fucking. Yeah. And it's like everything is in is in common. That like, is what happens. You just want a Bible and check and then like one thing leads to another and you sort of invented a sex cult. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And like, it, so there's like some sex cults going on there's some just kind of like there's a lot of bibles like rather a lot of bibles also they're just like doing communion all the time they're really obsessed with communion yeah like they're constantly posting about communion uh-huh. but drinking on the chalice of success yeah they're, they want to drink from the chalice of success right because the haters of the church right <laughs> you, you gotta understand that's like so at the time you didn't do communion very often like now you do communion every time you go mass or whatever yeah um at the time, you did communion maybe like five times in your life, something like that. You might do oh, it okay. like you do it at special occasions, like maybe you do it at Christmas. Um, but people really wanted to do it because they were like, I'm quite into eating Jesus. Yeah. Uh, like that's what's fun for me. But even when you did get to have communion, a lot of the time they wouldn't let poor people drink from the chalice of success. Right. Um uh, and they were like the wines just for rich people. Basically, <laughs> they were Sick. like, you can't, like, you can't have yeah. this. And uh, people were really pissed off about that because they were like, um, we want uh, to have both mm. bread and wine. So it, it's called like sub utraquist BCA. So there's like a whole line of hostites called the utraquists where that's their whole thing mm. is they just want to drink. I could really relate to this because I went to Catholic primary school for a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. and we had to go to like church and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit of a weird issue with me because I'm not Christian. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But every student had to participate in like uh, morning kind of prayers. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. sometimes as a treat, you would get a little wafer mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you would even get to drink from the chalice of success. And I didn't know what was in the chalice of success. Mm, it turned out to mm. just be like water, apparently. Because oh, you, you can't like give wine to like, you know, 10 year olds. Uh, apparently. Uh, wow. <laughs> Dang, they'd be doing it different in England. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, you know, because they because like we can't have any joy. We can't have any joy. So it's like have some like right. sewage water from the Thames in, a, in the chalice of success. Or you'd get like an ash on your forehead. But there was this real issue because they couldn't really do it to me. But I really wanted to drink from the chalice of success. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't even give me a wafer, actually. I was thinking about them that all I yeah. got was an ash. That's well, yeah, because you, you'd have to have first communion for that. Okay, because yeah. it's like, because um, both my grandmas being immigrants um, were quite uh, Catholic. Um, and so we went to Catholic school. Like, I've done 16 years of Catholic school, which is like how you how you turn into a fine medievalist such as myself. Um, and so we were baptized and got first communion, which is which means you can drink from the chalice of success. Um, but I, but my like immediate family is like fucking Buddhist. Like my dad was a monk for a while. Right, okay. Uh, so, but, but like we had to go to church all the time cause sure. we were in Catholic school. So I like became an altar girl cause I was like, well, at least you get to like walk around and shit. And so I like knew all about the wine for the chalice of success. I'll tell you what, in America, 
10 year olds are absolutely allowed to have the wine, but it's not even wine at the church that I went to. It wasn't wine. It was port. Wow. Because like okay. it's I got higher alcohol in it. So it's a little bit more like, hygienic. Enriched blood. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like if you're going to be drinking out of the same glass as like 100 people, it's probably good to have a higher alcohol content. Yeah. The first um, communion is where you wear the little wedding dress, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to, though. It was kind of um, like, I think it was like 92 or some shit. Like, you know, I, I like I, we did it all kind of like much older because it, it was just kind of one of these things where like, I don't know that I, I think basically my school was looking at us weird and my yeah. grandmas were looking at us weird. <laughs> and so like I didn't do this all until I was. Much older than most people, so right. I never got the wedding dress. I never got the little wedding dress. I never got the wedding dress, you, which is like the only get, good bit of it. Do you ever get the little wedding dress? No wedding dress situation, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. In any any Muslim situation, there's no there's no wedding. There's no dress wedding situation. dress. There's no. No, no wedding dress in the whole of Islam. No, no opportunity to wear a miniature wedding dress. Unless unless it's your actual wedding, in which case you can yeah, but, kind of. But you but... you can't. No, but I can't. No. no. Or rather, you didn't. No, I mean, I guess I mean, when we were disappointed. I guess when you're dead, no, but then you know, you kind of have to wear a shroud, which can kind of. Mm. It's not no. a wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, it's not a wedding dress. I mean, well, that's another like that's one way of looking at weddings is like your old life is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh no, God. unfortunately, no. Um, yeah, no opportunity to drink from the chalice of success or wear a wedding dress. That's a, nice. it's a real shame. It's quite a- quite ironic because the. Uh, the position that uh, that only rich people can drink from the chalice of success is actually quite Lutheran, mm. and that is sort it of, is right. That yeah, was kind yeah. of Luther's position and mm. what kind of contemporary Lutheranism is like as well. So that's quite fun. That's quite fun. Sometimes Lutherans they like um, don't even have like wine because they don't know how to party. Uh, so <laughs> like, and that's that that's just a fact. Um, that's a theological fact. Right. And like they be having grape juice and shit. I don't even know what's going on with they, them. They have but... the, the Welches. Yeah. Real issues. Mm, mm. So, yeah, so Ellen, I'm just going to ask you a few kind of quick fire questions, mm. which is going to help us to like situate when Mr. Huss was hussing, mm-hmm. when he was he was though when he was hussing mm-hmm. when he when he yeah. developed the side when he developed his hussle yeah. Yeah. when he developed his hussle <laughs> yeah when he developed when once. he developed the when he developed the hussle okay mm-hmm. so. What so so what <laughs> Wait, before, before. you know about photo of, you, know, you know about photo of Eric Adams? Yeah, maybe he's on, just a big on, on the, No, but he's wearing like a thing which says hustle. Yeah. hustle. Yeah. So we should do we should get one of those bead things that says hustle on it. Yeah, I feel good. like yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's let's sort that out as yeah. soon as we're done recording. <laughs> merge, we're done recording. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um Christ, I've forgotten what I was going to say. So, <laughs> so he's doing <laughs> his hustle. He's doing he's doing his hustle. So um so what so what dates are we dealing with here? Uh, so this is all like a 15th century uh, type time. So early, early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to understand that um, we haven't invented. We haven't we haven't invented um, Protestants yet, but we've invented we're, we're starting to invent thingies. So we've invented Lollards here in England. OK, so that, and that's the precursor. To and that, yeah, like here, here, that's the precursor to Protestants mm-hmm. is Lollards. And that's uh, John. John, John Wycliffe. 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 Yeah. yeah. So it's like they're up in Oxford John getting Radcliffe burnt. Someone else. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Yeah. John Radcliffe's a di- whole, yeah, different different whole different guy. Whole different, whole different cliff. Also, Wycliffe John, not the same guy. Not the same guy. <laughs> not, not the same, same guy. guy. <laughs> uh, so, but John Wycliffe is up in Oxford and they're all getting burnt to the stake in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so at the time, there's a very fruitful kind of back and forth with England and Bohemia because Anne of Bohemia is the queen. Um, so this is all kind of like taking place around about um, when you get like the Peasants' Rebellion and stuff here. Okay. Okay. So like a little bit after that. Um, and so like there's all this kind of back and forth. Suddenly Czechs are like, oh, I've heard of England. That's cute. 
um, and they get into the writings of uh, your man, uh, John Wycliffe. And so, and they're like, yes, it's, it's incredible sickos, yes stuff. And um, John Wycliffe, same deal. Uh, church is fuck. Kill them all. Mm-hmm. 99,000 dead priests. Um, and, uh, you know, personal responsibility. Although he's also, he wilds it out and he believes in consubstantiation, not transubstantiation. What is the difference? So consubstantiation is the idea that um, the bread and wine is bread and wine while it is also at the same time the body and bread. Okay. So it's like, so the two the two concepts are um, existing simultaneously. Okay, so it's, so is there... Is there a concept of sort of side by side realities or are they just both the same thing at the same time? Uh, Yeah. So they're both the same thing at the same time. Okay. So it's like this is you're kind of like the multiverses come together. I see. And it's and you've got two strains happening at the same time. Mm. Um, Is, Is this is this how he accounted for the fact that you digest? Yeah, it's how he, you know, it's how he accounted for the fact that like look sure does look and taste like bread and wine. Sure. Um, although like the, the Catholic thing about it is that, um, there is that like God is sparing you mm-hmm. from seeing, from like, seeing the, it the, as like, it really yeah, is, as it really is. Like, so there, there'll be a, like these miracles and things where, um, someone, for example, doubts, uh, the veracity of transubstantiation and like to punish them, God like lets them see. And then they are like, ah, oh God. It's Jesus's body and we're all drinking blood. Oh, shit, please. I don't want to see this. And then God will then be like, I'm taking that away from you. But now, you know, and it's like a it's like a thing when the haters hate, like when the doubters come in, God, <laughs> so God it, will sometimes like punish you by making you see. What's a really surprising scene in Bruce Almighty that it was really I didn't expect to see that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect to see that there. That's, yeah. really, that's really bleak. Yeah. Um. OK, so. I have more questions about dates. So who is who's the who's the who's his king of England at the moment? The king of England. Oh, that's a great fucking question. It's either Richard the Second or we're entering Wars of the Roses okay. territory. Or uh, entering what? Like, it might be. Or we're entering like Henry the Sixth. Yeah, Henry yeah. The fifth, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that by the time we we've got this all, like like shit's popping off here slash mm-hmm. about to pop off, is the answer. So it's like I've. I think that by the time we are really into it, like with the Hussite Wars and everything mm-hmm. popping off here, we're talking about the Edwards. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, which is, you know, this is the thing. We're on the cusp of modernity. Okay. Over here with all of this. This is like one of the last medieval things that kind of happens. The la- the, okay. The last, the last hurrah yeah, and of like medievalism. Four checks. They're like, well, this makes things modern. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, for the in the same way that Germans are like, oh yeah, well, you invent Martin Luther and then it's modernity. Sure. They're like, well, we already did it. Martinity. Yeah, and uh, and his last name is Goose, so that's pretty good. Uh, you know, and, and like it, Hus means like goose in in Czech. yeah. Does it? Yeah, it's yeah, a, or like more specifically, it's like gander. That's even funnier. It's like sometimes, um, like like little Hussite flags and stuff will have a little goose on them. What's good for the hoose? Look, <laughs> what's good for the hoose? Yeah, what's exactly. Good for the hoose. Yeah. So who was who was Anne of Bohemia married to? Anna, uh, Richard II. Richard II. So and like he was real. And shit. we don't like Richard II. We hate right? Richard II. Richard II's the little bitch in the Wilton diptych. Yeah, we hate Richard. That's Richard II. We hate right? Richard II. Little, he's yeah, little he's kind of. Sort of little little blonde piece of shit. A little blonde piece of shit. He's yeah. the one who puts down the peasants' rebellion. Yeah. Um, he's always doing shit like hating on London. Yeah. Um, he's always like, um, I hate London because they wouldn't give me a loan. Um, and now I'm gonna make Norwich the biggest city in England. And then Anne always had to go in and be like, You can't destroy the entire economy. You fucking moron. So there's just like just just one. You know who would win? 
one Czech girl or, you know, like, and, and so he founded the Norwich Independence Party. Yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah. Um, so he is a real piece of shit. Um, but Anne dies eventually. And then like, you know, they, there's no issue or whatever. And then you've got, then you get your Edwards and then you get your War of the Roses. So it's like, this is all happening at a time that is like particularly tumultuous, like in general in Europe. Like, you know, people are like realizing how much society sucks um, you know, you've got everyone had like died after the Black Death and life hadn't really improved. And they're like, well, um, why do I why can't I get like a raise? You know, so it's it's all very relatable. Right. Um, and uh, there's some really bad leaders and that sort of thing, just kind of generally. Right. For the Czechs, it's kind of like um, what's going on for them more particularly is they're coming out of like a golden period where they were incredibly important because they were the capital of the Holy Roman Empire. And there was a there was Charles IV, who was a good Holy Roman Emperor. Um, and he was really into reform and he would like pay preachers. And he was like, yeah, yeah like, let's we're going to get the posting going. And he, and he was Czech. <laughs> yeah, and he was Czech. And he's the one who farted. Fa farted? <laughs> he's, the, he's the one who started the University of okay. Prague. Oh, OK. Which is called Charles University now. So who's the king? Who's the king of France at the moment? Uh, the king of France at the moment is one of the Louis. I think. A non-specific Yeah, just, I mean, but they all look the same to And me. <laughs> is this around the same kind of time as, like, the Dukes of Burgundy, or is that a little bit Yeah, later? yeah, yeah. This is, we are doing Duke of Burgundy time Duke hardcore. Of, Duke of Burgundy, mm -hmm. big, big fella. Yeah, big okay. fella. Like, so there's a lot of kind of, like, um, and we're just sort of, like, figuring out, like, that we're, we're doing, we're ending the Hundred Years' War. Mm -hmm. But we've also got two popes. Yeah. The Pope and the Antipope. We got the Pope and the Antipope. The Pope and his Wario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got Wario Pope. We've got Wario Pope. Which is, this is a real hard one too because it's like, um, so I'm kind of like Team Avignon, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> which is like the unpopular opinion. Uh, just because the Avignonese Pope was put in place second, but the first Pope got put in place because like everyone was worried that they were going to get killed if they didn't elect an Italian. And mm -hmm. he was also um, a real piece of shit. It's Boniface the Seventh. Um, and then, so I think that the Avignonese Pope is more better. Um, and, uh, so you've got these two popes. So, and everyone is like, well, I think you'll find the church sucks. Cause like, what are we even talking about? Right. And there is, is sometimes the Kings are like, actually, I quite like this whole two popes thing because like, you can always go to another Pope if you know, like you can like, you just like, you can play the two popes against, against each, each other. other. It's like a kind of divorcing parents. Yeah. But Tell it, one Pope that you need money yeah, for shoes. It, Hundred percent, yeah. And then tell the other pope that the first pope didn't agree to give you my shoes. Then you got mm -hmm. twice the money. Yeah, exactly that. And so, like, this is any kids listening. This is a good trick. There you go. <laughs> I suggest you try it mm -hmm. with your popes. Yeah, absolutely. And like, so there, you got you got too many popes, um, and people are kind of like, well, I don't know what this fucking means, right? Like, so what does this mean in terms of like religiosity? And and we got to understand that these people do believe this, right? So, uh, they are really ready to listen to you know Wycliffe or Hus or whoever else and so like when um their favorite poster gets killed like the Czechs just like fully revolt and um it's pretty great they get something like a uh, six uh various crusades called against them and they win them all which is quite funny mm. um so it's like there there'll be all these people show up it's like Germans will show up and be like okay well this has been cute guys but you have to stop and then they'll like then they will just fucking kill them they just like mow them down there's like women fighting mm. in the army they're like i there's like this whole thing going on they're like they don't take they don't take prisoners mm. cuz like up to this point like you know war had really been like rich guy tag 
Right. Right. Like you just go in to like kidnap somebody and then like uh, get him to write a letter home and give you a bunch of money. Right. Yeah. But these are like peasants and they're like, I don't give a fuck. Mm. And like we're, we've started a new church. Get out of here. I'm killing you. And everyone is like, oh, <laughs> you know, like this is this has mm. become rather more serious than I want it to be. Um, and so you have like as a result of all of this. A change of who is Holy Roman Emperor. It goes from Wenceslas to his brother Sigismund. Although Wenceslas never makes Holy Roman Emperor, but that's too complex to get into. Mm. Um, and like, it, it, there are all these like big real world ramifications for this, and it's basically just down to the fucking posting, man. They loved it. They loved it. Is at this point the Holy Roman Emperor a uh, elective position, or is mm-hmm. it so? So it's still so it's still entirely it's still, yeah, elective. It's still elective. It's and not. It, it's not an. It's not an inheritance. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, so it's it's complex. I, yeah. Yeah. Because like. Yeah. yeah it, it, it yeah. kind of a bit. It was. Is, there it, was definitely a kind of strong. There was definitely a kind of strong. Yeah, but my dad was the Holy Roman Emperor, yeah. so. Which is how you got so what the hell? Wenceslas and Sigismund, where like basically Charles was like, "You're all electing my fucking son, right? Mm. That's what you're gonna do, right?" And mm. then they did, and then he was not good. And then basically Sigismund then takes over because his dad was Holy Roman Emperor. And then after that, then you get the Habsburgs. I see. And the Habsburgs do get elected in. Okay. Uh, but then they're like, "Haha, jokes," you know, like we're just stay yeah. Here. And then they just kind of like it, it, that all stops. We're just gonna we're just gonna mm. we're just gonna chill right here, right here, this, yeah, yeah, in yeah. this very fun night, in this very fun post. Which again is like kind of like the difference between medieval and modernity, mm-hmm. right? Like where it's like, but if you're still having the weird elections, you're the, like that's medieval, mm-hmm. and if you're just like, oh, that's a Habsburg over there. Then you're it's modern. Sure. Right? That makes that makes that makes that makes sense. Mm. Um I have one more question I'm gonna let um Hussein ask questions. Uh and it's just honestly, it's just a theology mm. question. So what was the context uh that created the Avignon Popes? And was there mm. was there a kind of wildly different type of Catholicism being directed and practiced by each? By the Pope and the anti-Pope, or were they basically just doing the same thing but in different locations and you could kind of pick one? What was going on here? Yeah, okay, so the reason that there's a Pope in Avignon is because the Pope had been in Avignon, like in the 14th century. Um, and that's because Rome was a real shithole mm. uh, in the 14th century. Um, basically, you have the ducal families in Rome are, like, killing each other. Um, you have various revolts, attempts to, like, start new, like, Roman tribunates, things like that. Like, it's just not a nice place and you don't want to be there. Um, and the popes at a point in time were like, mm, yeah, this sucks. I don't actually want to live um, in this hellhole. Um, and then like basically a French guy gets elected. So they're like, well, we're off to Avignon. Um, and they build this really big and very cool um, palace there. And they're just like chilling in the south of France. You know, they're invented Chateau Neuf de Pop and things of this nature. Um, but everyone hates that. Um, and they're like, well, you're the Pope. You shouldn't care about nice things. Like go back and live in the shithole that's on fire, uh, because that's where Popes live. Um, and they're like, no. And then there's like a whole lot of attempting to drag them back. So eventually they finally kind of get dragged back. And then everyone is like, all right, we, we need to elect an Italian Pope. Otherwise, like these Italians outside who are really quite mad and burn things down all the time are going to fucking kill us. Right. Um, so they elect this Pope. He's not. Roman, uh, he's like, I think Napolitan, and they were like, well, that'll just have to do for now. And then he gets in, and it turns out that like he's a real piece of shit. 
really violent, prone to outbursts, like not a good guy. Um, and then all the French popes are like, we elected this guy under duress. I was like, all the French popes, all the uh, the French uh, cardinals. Uh, and they're like, we're going to fuck off back to Avignon and we're electing our own guy who is also surprise, surprise French. They are essentially doing the same thing, except in France and Rome. And what they kind of end up doing is like an ongoing letter campaign to different mm. people where they're like, please choose a side. Right. Mm. And like, obviously, the French choose Avignon because they're like, I like how you're there. Yeah. That's nice. It's convenient. Yeah. But if like, uh, you know, someone's mad at France, they will choose Rome. If someone's mad at Rome, they'll choose France. And like, Wenceslas was kind of like eyeing France because the French Pope does kind of like make some noises about being like, oh, I don't know. I think kings are pretty important and should be allowed to do whatever they want. Mm. And so like, which is like a, a pretty blatant attempt to just like get people to come to his side. Right. Um, but the Ro but most people kind of like go with the Roman one because right. that's what they know and that's yeah. you know the original yeah. one, right? That's, yeah, that is the original. Original and original flavor, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like mm -hmm. original Lucasade. Yeah. Like some people really like orange Lucasade, but they are being insane. Mm. I like mm. orange Lucasade. I think actually it's like a better one. Wow, schism right. here in the studio. Okay, well you're, you're, that's, that's the anti-Pope position. There you go. It's the better one of the original Lucasade kinds. Um, the only, the, the only, I like the original one. I, I, okay, we can talk about this afterwards. The orange, the orange one is fine. I feel fine. like they're both disgusting. I'm a, I'm a fizzy drink lollard. I think they're both disgusting. Oh yeah, they get, get their asses, baby. I think they're both, I think they're both, uh, both sins against God. I can't be doing with their indulgences. I think that the one true fizzy drink I, I, is I like would full drink, fat coke, but I would drink the original Lucasade out of a chalice of success. Oh damn! Yeah, that's dope, Whoa. right? That's crazy. So whose blood's that? Uh, <laughs> the blood of a very average athlete in the two thousands or the nineties. Okay, yeah, we need Ooh, an average one? guy. Who are we gonna? Who are we gonna wow. go with? I mean, I don't know who in particular. It's James more, Cracknell. It's more like it's, it's more like when the Luke the blue Lucasade bottle was sort of like the kind of right. prop to have uh -huh. if you were yeah. an athlete. Whereas now it's obviously like Beckham. Yeah, yeah. Beckham. Beckham. Yeah. That's real. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. athlete with a Lucasade <laughs> bottle. Beckham. Sure. I have Why I have not? the fucking Beckham's scotch at home. Because um, Blair thought that would be funny, and he like yeah. kind of got it He's to troll right. me. Uh, <laughs> and he was correct. he was like, "Yeah, you like this," and like, and I think he he like. Yeah, and he's always like, you want that Beckham scotch? And, I was like, and it yeah. kind of exists in our house for if someone comes around and they want like a scotch and Coke, I'm like, well, you can do that with Beckham scotch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, is, yeah. Did he make it or is or is it Beckham themed? Uh, So he makes it. There's like a commercial Does of him. Does he have a distillery? Yeah. I think it's it's called Hague Club. It's in Hague, a blue yeah. bottle. Yeah. Hague Club. Hague Club scotch. Uh, this is David Beckham with his hay club scotch. Yeah, and it's like the commercials are like, people say you mm. shouldn't drink scotch like a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I have like, never seen anyone who looks more unconvincing with a glass of scotch. That's why he's he's that's because he's actually drinking Lucasade. Beck uh, yeah, Beck yeah, yeah, Beckham is a Ribena man. That's original Lucasade. Top to bottom, yeah, that is original Lucasade. My guy, my guy, he got the taste of it. He yeah. got, like, he got yeah. no, that's horrible. He yeah. got the taste of it. Can he I did... have a glass of Lucasade, but yeah. in a whiskey tumbler? That would be me at a pub, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no, he's my guy. Uh, the bottle looks like. Kind of cologne. It looks like a the, cologne the bottle, bottle. Does look like cologne. I mean, yeah. it is kind of pretty. It doesn't say it. It it doesn't scream whiskey. 
No. <laughs> is what I'm saying with that. And I, it's a really kind of bold move, like, to just, like, purchase something as a joke, like, yeah. purchase an alcohol as a joke. But, you know, Blair's committed to the bit. Uh, it's in yeah. a, it's in my house now. And the best thing is if you have, like, a friend who's a real snob come around and sees you have the, bis- the Beckham whiskey. And then I have to, like, justify it. Yeah. And be like, well, actually, this is a, there's a Tacoma-ism that we use all the time. There's, like, a, we'll say in Tacoma slang that something is a cold piece. Right. Which is like you intentionally buy something that sucks. Yeah. In order to like give it to someone and see their reaction. It's kind of like a white it's kind of like a white elephant. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like even jankier. I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that that's what my family would refer refer to as a cold piece. Right. And then yeah. And and then like having to explain like these seven different layers that by the time I've done all this, someone's left my house and they're like, I'm just I'm never coming back here. This bitch yeah. has like Beckham whiskey yeah 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 i feel like yeah. yeah when you've invited someone in really as an extension of like an ongoing bit that they weren't involved in like yeah that can be a tricky that's thing to like navigate very funny if it yeah. exists if executed well but i'm like and so in this in many ways is like the third pope the peasant pope that's like beckham's whiskey <laughs> i'm bringing it round. i'm bringing it round. there we go okay there we All go because right, because it's like then you get like a third pope right and that's yeah. like and it's it which it seems like a bit where they're like well what we're gonna do yeah, is where there's two popes. We can't have this. And so they're like, OK, guys, we're going to elect a third pope. And then you two have to step down. Right. And then here they come in with. So you've got original flavor Lucozade. You've got orange Lucozade. And then they're like, hey, club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the free drinks, the three drinks, the three drinks that are available at the table of success. And um, like and, and but the other two popes are like, fuck that. I'm absolutely not stepping down. So then you've got like this extra pope, uh, Alexander right. in Pisa. And that's cool. Yeah. And then that's like three popes. And then the hostites are just being like, yeah, get fucked. Like now, mm. like you're all mad at us because we made our own forum. Yeah. You've got three. You're drinking Hague Club. <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not involved in this shit. Right. We're just we're, all we're trying to do is wife swap. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, what would you what would you call your whiskey? That's a great question. Hussein? Uh, let me have a think. Because okay. um, no one's really asked me that question for fairly obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have to drink well, it. Well, I mean, you yeah, like, I don't think Beckham drinks it. It, it, could, be, it, like, could, I mean... it could be Monster in the, in the glass. In fact, we assume that it is. Yeah, it probably yeah, would be, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would just call mine Phoebe. Oh, that's good. But, like, the font would be all lowercase. Oh, yeah. Maybe like in the corner of the bowl. Yeah, maybe I'll. Oh, you know, that's pretty good. Maybe I'll yeah. go with like uh, Yana Gobi. Yeah, just like I want it to taste yeah. as much like sweeties as you can make whiskey taste. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that I like that. That kind. Yeah. I like um, really caramelly. Yeah, that's. I, I'm like a Speyside type of bitch. Yeah. I'm all like, I want it to taste like a pear covered in caramel. Yeah, mm. exactly. And that's I don't care what, who knows. That's what, that's what a whiskey should taste like. That's good shit. I'm I'm quite keen on like getting myself a bottle of the Alex James wine, the, the one that's just called Britpop. I've Which had is such um, a funny name. My mate, uh, wine. Eleanor, and I one time had a girls' night in where we drank the Kylie Minogue wine and the Gary Barlow one. Incredible. The Gary Barlow wine was better, which I mean, really on, broke like, my heart. On yeah. Alex James, like I know he's a, I know he's a Tory and so on. Mm. But can I just say something without everyone getting mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> the guys are always doing it. I'm constantly being subjected to Tories that Milo would have sex with. Yeah, that's true. He's always and got And they're always some. really boring as well. And I'm like, really? 
I'm, I'm like, I'm it's constantly just, confused. Developed. This is just degenerated into just a kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's just degenerated into girls chat now. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, everybody. Yeah. Well, if you ever, if you ever get round to it, if you ever get round to it, um, and you might find a copy of this book called this novel called Guide, which is by Dennis Cooper, mm. um, which is a sort of Generation X sort of, sort oh. of pretendo. Love that. Sort of, it's, it's like Generation X, but like not. Generation oh, X. okay, brilliant. So, like, written by a Generation X author and similar to, <laughs> pretty similar to uh, to the book Generation X as well. And there is a character in it who is based on Alex James from Blur. Oh. Um, and it is completely unclear what Alex James did to Dennis Cooper to be immortalized in this way. He is such an unimportant character, but it's all, but it's like all about like what a kind of like very, very pretty, but like like ultimately kind of valueless like sack of shit he is oh, wow. um and he gets uh rehypnoled in it oh. and this, this scene goes on for like it's like, a few, it's like a few pages and then it kind of moves on to something else and it's just like a minor character and i am i, I would love to see the, the fight with that, the editor to keep that <laughs> yeah like what can't he sue us no because i called him alex johns but like it's definitely definitely him um and i read i read this book because it was left in a it was left in a california hotel room and so i read it when when i was like 14 on a on a trip with my parents nice and um i have wanted to know since then what it was that alex james did to this author to warrant to warrant this <laughs> probably so, well like this is the thing though like not at the time this is like his pre-tory phase this is when he was like mm. this mm. is when he was still like just the bassist from blur see the 90s is really interesting right because you couldn't post so you just would like write a novel yeah <laughs> right so you just like so you just like write a kind of shitty novel where you talked about how you hate the bassist from blur yeah like you know now you would get online and be like i can't stand that kind yeah. Like and then just get it out of your system. But back then they had to like fully no, write an underperforming no, novel. There are still people who have posted spirits who write a novel about it. Yeah. That's still something that exists. And then they and then if anyone says like, I'm not sure about this content the content of your novel, then they go crying to someone who works for the New York Times True. and says something along the lines of, um uh, something like something like what was that guy who had that like kind of meltdown about how like people keep writing stuff about Dime Square because like no one is interested in Oh yeah, that because, was so like, good though. Because like no one is like interested in um in like kind in kind of creative depravity anymore. It's like no, it's just you all seem boring. Mm. You all seem like a deeply punishing hang. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not it's not it's not that like maybe like maybe there are some people who who like like kind of simplistic Mm. it's very obvious who is good and bad and it's very obvious what the author's like line is and everything maybe there are people who and that's the kind of that's the mm. that's mm. the brain they're bringing with them for reading fiction there may well be but there are also people who read these books and go oh my god you just seem like you suck and your writing sucks mm. and the idea of going to a party with you makes me want to kill myself it's mm. not envy it's that you seem you seem awful <laughs> um can we just go back to jan hayes because i just had a i just suddenly realized that we've been talking about this but yeah like, r.i.p jan hayes he would have yeah. loved, yeah. loved dime square he would um <laughs> this is the thing okay yeah he may he may well have done he may well have done um 
Okay, so we've been we've been we've talked a bit about what's going on with the what was going on with the popes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Hussein, I think you had a question. Yeah, I mean, like I was interested in the theological, mm-hmm. like this, so obviously, so when you sort of introduced Janus, you sort of made the point that um, he's kind of. Uh, you know, he he sort of comes like long before, you know, not long before Martin Luther, mm-hmm. but obviously like people kind of draw the parallels in terms of yep. like Martin Luther kind of railing against indulgences. Jan Hus kind of does the same thing, mm-hmm. but from what I sort of read, and I'd love to sort of learn more about mm. this, like his like his issues with the church seem to be more and i don't know if this is the right term but do, do they seem more theological in terms of like this content like and if so like what is what is his actual like beef with the church yeah i i think that is a good way of putting it where i think initially kind of when martin luther starts out he isn't like we're gonna invent lutherans or something like that right i think Hus really sees himself um, as a, as a reformer who wants to change the church in very specific ways, mm. um, and one of those things that he wants to do is he wants to do um, he wants you to do uh, church stuff in vernacular languages. Yeah. Um. He wants more FaceTime between like priests and parishioners because it's it's kind of like quite popular at the time to kind of like get a job as a priest and then sort of like fuck off, right? And not do anything. Yeah. Which incredibly relatable. You know, like, I I absolutely love that for them. But, you know, like, they basically get assigned, like, oh, yeah, that's your church, and just, like, never go. But, like, still draw an income from it. Yeah. Um, And people took a dim view of that. Um, He wants more of an emphasis on a personal relationship with God. So, like, you need to seek forgiveness from God. You need to be interrogating yourself. Like, what's your relationship? His kind of point is that the church as a hierarchy can't really intercede for you. It should simply be um, kind of providing people to shepherd you through your own kind of like personal relationship with mm. God. But you can't just kind of like run up to the top and get a get out of jail free card because it really depends on what your actions are. And you have yeah. to be kind of doing a fearless moral inventory about that um, sure. all the time. Um, and he thinks that the church kind of needs to be changed in these ways in order to reflect that. Um, but he also doesn't seem very confident that that's going to happen. So, you know, I really do think that he wanted to be killed like when he gets over to Constance he's like yeah like fucking do it mm. um, and I think that he sees himself as a martyr yeah and kind of thinks that this will be a catalyst for change within right. the church like that's my my personal view on it is that he's like yeah and then everyone will go oh shit we went too far and then the church will change and then I will get you know recognized as uh you know a good guy who who was doing the right thing and then that'll bring the church around um and that isn't what happened because the church is quite entrenched in its ways yeah um, so he does have some problems with indulgences and things, but indulgences aren't happening in the same way right, at the yeah. time as they are with Martin Luther. Because basically, like, indulgences are ha- start happening later, you know, in the 16th century w- under when Martin Luther is around because um, basically the popes decide because, you know, again, Rome was a shithole. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, we're going to fancy the joint up and we're doing everything Renaissance jazz hands now. Mm. And so they're like, we need a bunch of money to make a big, ugly Renaissance Vatican. Um, and it just costs a lot of money. And so they're like, I don't know, fucking indulgences. Yeah. yeah. Like, and um, just, a just, yeah. And like they're, and they happen more in the German lands than in other places because the, the German lands have a lot of money. Right. 
So people are like, oh, and, and you can't do them in Bohemia because they're all fucking Hussite now. Yeah. Which like everyone kind of forgets. Like they were fully like broken away and just like nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you talk about it, you have to talk about the fact that they're all talking about things in Czech. Um, <laughs> and, and but there, there are other places that don't experience like that same thing as a problem. Like, you know, the French are like, I don't know what your problem is. I think this is fine. Nobody offered me indulgences, you know, or like whatever. The Spanish <laughs> are just like, you know enjoying killing people who mm-hmm. aren't Catholic. So they're they got no problem. So who's the who's in charge of Spain at this point? So this is you get your Ferdinands and is your Isabellas. Your Isabellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get so you get like the concept of Spain for the first time. Okay. Within this. And they're and then they're like so they celebrate by having an Inquisition. Um so they're not gonna like get down on the church. So it is like a very kind of like specific German thing. Um, and then in order to kind of prove his point, Martin Luther uh rizzes up Jan Hus mm. um and is like let's let's go have a look mm-hmm. and like he actually compiles a lot of works by Jan Hus and like writes this big like uh, like I'm cranking it to Jan Hus right now kind of letter like th- this guy <laughs> this guy like absolutely had it right but Martin Luther also has some other things that he wants like you know married clergy and, and things like that which Hus doesn't have an interest in um Hus is, is a lot more like y'all are perverts mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh, which is hilarious when you get all of the fucking Hussites um, mm. Like you know, like like there are atomites and stuff. There were some so, who were like, so we're just where, gonna walk around naked. So where does that come? So where does that come from? If it doesn't come from Hus himself, it comes kind of from the idea that if we have personal relationships with God, and like one of the things that that Hus is kind of like against too is he doesn't like um, kind of like the system of nobility, mm-hmm. things like that. And so peasants are like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you fucking heard. <laughs> um, and so they're like, well, we're going all out, and it, like it kind of like devolves into communism very quickly. When you like leave peasants to it, mm. um, and then a lot of them were like, "Well, we're at it." I wonder. I wonder why. Yeah, huh? that, 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 that's odd. Mm. Feels odd. Mm. That's odd to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like so, the, my favorite guys like the Taborites and stuff. Like they're all and they're like, "Okay, we're doing this. Like, this is what we're doing." Um, and so like, there's a lot of different flavors of Hussitism. Mm. You can have like centrist lib Hussitism, which is like Prague Church. Um, you can have like uh, Taborite Hussitism, which is like um, we are killing any noble who shows up here and communism. And then you also get just like the weirdos who are like sex, sex, sex. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they that I guess these are just some homies who saw an opportunity. The Hussite poly community. Yeah, the Hussite poly community. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. So <laughs> I can't say whether or not there was close up card magic. Signs point to yes. <laughs> <laughs> So is it like the case that with Hus, his sort of animosity is much more towards the idea of like, not necessarily the idea of, of authority, but the idea that like the kind of church authorities, are they like, does he see them as like abusing the authority that they have and that they like, they're, they're not using it properly? Or is it just the case that like he is like their idea of authority in terms of a church, in the terms of a church context, he sort of believes is not being executed properly? Yeah, he's kind of like mad at the mods. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And yeah, he's like, I was going to say, yeah. like, if we're looking at like Luther and Hurst, like, Hurst seems more mad at the mods as like a group of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Luther, by extension, sort of seems mad at the monetization component of yeah. the forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure whether that's like necessarily an athlete. Like, no, I think that, that I think that that's correct. So it's like basically, um, like uh, Martin Luther is like, why is all why why are you so? Oh, you're you're subscribed to Twitter Blue, is it? You know, eight dollars a month. Whereas Hus is all like, Hus is a lot more mad about like who said like who says that I have to stop posting. Like yeah. you know, come out your come out your cowards. I will never log off. 
you know, things like that. Um, And he's a lot more not even necessarily mad at like the conception of the Pope or whatever, which Martin Luther is a lot more mad at. But he's a lot more um, mad at like his like the guys at his level. Right. Like he's a lot more mad at like parish priests and like bishops and like the guys he sees around him. He's like, I've got a real fucking problem with you guys. And like and he's just kind of like calling it out in that way. And he's, I think, hoping that the church is going to say, OK, yeah, you, you're right. We fucked up here. Um, and, and we're going to kind of like retrofit everything. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot less about money and a lot more about like you're not even doing your job right. Mm. You know, and if you like actually cared, you would you would show up and mod. Right. Like. Mm. Hmm. Mm. In terms of like his poster, in terms of like him as a poster. Mm. Uh, so you sent us like a couple of things, uh, most, <laughs> mostly mostly letters actually. Yeah. And yeah. I wondered whether there was like any letter that you remember, or like any like any kind of section from a letter that you uh, that you reckon sort of really exemplifies his posting style, posting yeah. energy. Yeah, posting I, energy. Have, like, I have a yeah. supplementary question to this as well. Yeah. So um, in this, there's a really there's a great compilation of all of his letters. But um, what I think it, you get the most out of his posting style is, do you see how many fucking letters there are? There are uh, like dozens of letters. So it's like the never logging off. Just write, 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 write. Uh, that's incredible. Um, I like how uh, I think my favorite ones are like to all of his to my friends in Prague. Yeah. Where he's like writing back to the university. <laughs> <laughs> and I just it's so funny to me because it's like so he's he's like the posting guy and he's writing back to other posters posters. So it's like he's writing back to the shit posters union. Right. And he's all like, we're going to do it, lads. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, it's so he's he's really kind of like it's sort of like, I think, to a certain extent, what Elon Musk kind of thinks he's doing where he's like, finally, we're going to purge it or whatever. Right. But although he doesn't I don't think that host wants to kind of like to take control, but it is kind of like trying to get your boys back in Prague involved as well and i think that that's like basically it's volume and output and who he's writing to yeah and and that's like and and that's the thing about it so um he's actually quite a beautiful writer you know like i'm i'm sitting here like making fun of his obsession uh but you know a lot of it is it can be quite moving mm-hmm. i'll give him that so yeah so my supplementary question to that was were these letters ever published, distributed, read by more than more than the people that they were aimed at and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this is the thing is they'd go to that person and then they would often be read out to other people. Mm-hmm. So a written communication, especially in the late medieval period, is a really interesting one because it's always kind of assumed that it's going to be public in a particularized way. Um, and so these are kind of like personalized sermons in a lot of ways. Um, and it, it's a lot kind of like the later New Testament books, which are all like, oh, you know, the epistles to the Romans or whatever, yeah. where it, it, he kind of sees it like that, where he's like, we're, we're building like this system of letters. This is kind of like how we we communicate back and forth with each other. So it would go to someone, but it's like, you know, to my friends in Prague, that's going to the university and then that's going to get right out at the university and they're all going to go away. Oh, yeah. Ah you know and like and get like real riled up about it um, and similarly uh, like he's writing a lot to other preachers so other yeah. preachers will be like I've got this letter here from this guy and they'll do that again Yeah. yeah. Mm. so I have a, a further supplementary question to this mm. um, it's absolutely fine if you don't know the answer because it's a it's a it's one that's just occurred to me mm. at what point does the concept of the letter move from having an expectation of 
publicness to a complete sort of vault farce mm. and the expectation of privacy. That's a really interesting one. Um, and I would say that that's got, it's probably modern because like one of the things that's quite interesting about letters in general is like the way that they are kind of like moving around. It's like, you know, you find a guy and go, oh, hey, are you going to Prague? <laughs> Will you take this? And it's like, and they'll, and you know, people might read it on the way or whatever and be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't know. Or maybe they don't read. Oftentimes, even if you're talking about letters that are kind of like between family members, even if you're really high level, like nobility or whatever, a lot of these bitches can't read and write. They've got like a scribe and like someone who reads for them. Um, and like sometimes maybe they can read, but like not particularly well. A lot of people can't write. Like that's really common. Even if you're literate in terms of like being able to read, you can't fucking write. So there, you're not going to have an expectation, even if you're like writing a letter to your mom your scribe will be like, mm. yeah. So it takes, um, I think one of the big things is like whole scale literacy. Um, and I think also like maybe even the invention of the postal system. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Cause of, cause of course this is, this is, this is before, um, mechanized printing or well, certainly mechanized mm -hmm. printing in yeah, 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 Europe. Yeah. They've had it in China and, oh, and yeah, further, yeah. further east for ages. Oh yeah. Thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is the first mechanized printing in, in Europe. Mm. So if you want to copy something out, mm -hmm. you're writing it yeah, out. Yeah, you write it out. Hand. Yeah, yeah. And so there's so there's still a lot of scribes around. So like when, sometimes I think that the printing press can be a little bit over-egged because mm. like um, there are a lot of people who it's like this is their job. Yeah. Like their job is they, they write. Mm -hmm. um, and like all university students, they can read and write. Like all clergy members pretty much can read and write. Mm. Although like actually Huss says sometimes they can't. <laughs> he's like you can't. Hey, he, he, he's like homie you can't even read that's a slam dunk he's like this, <laughs> this, this motherfucker is... illiterate wait <laughs> you know and like three points to the rear guard mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. and uh, I assume that is the position he would play yeah there you go I, I like that yeah. <laughs> if you like mm -hmm. and like so basically he um, you, you do have people who will like copy things out and if you are like a really prolific person oftentimes you'll have a whole scriptorium of, of got we're little guys yeah who'll just copy things out for you so things actually can circulate a lot more than you would think and the other thing is that because there is this expectation of like public performance yeah you know you write something down and then it, it get, it'll get said to 30 people right so yeah mm. So there's still mass communication. It's just um, you have a little less control over it. Sure. And sticking to like the theme of posts for like a moment. Um, so I was like reading through some of the letters. Uh, mm. And you're right. There's like uh, some like some of the kind of lines that he writes this like really, really peaceful. There's one that I was just reading just now where I, and I think this would be like it, it, it's a great post as something that I would definitely like give a little thumb, like give a little like heart on like on Twitter for mm. where he writes deplore the past, amend the present, dread the future. That is sin. It's like that's that's like you're spitting, you're spitting. Bro. Yeah, right. That's that's a good line. Yeah. Um, but I was like really interested in because I, I think you sort of touched on this like, uh, in your last answer about how like the letters that he's writing to his friends like where would they be read out and they'd be read out in like the university, mm -hmm. um, and that's what led me to thinking about well what if we're thinking about his letters as like forms of posts mm. and things that are like you know these bits of writing at a time when like not everyone can in fact very few people can post like what the sort of effect of this type of writing actually is so like mm. in these letters where he's where he's like in prison and then he's exiled like you know in the years that were sort of running up to uh, his eventual execution like what are the what what is the purpose of these letters how are they being used um and you know like what what is what is like what is the effect of these letters 
is it kind of like do do they exist um like can you sort of draw a straight line between like you know uh between Huss and Martin Luther in terms of like the influence that kind of happens between the two mm. well what what yeah I guess like to put it in very simple terms like what are the effects of these letters as they are published and read out yeah uh to like the general public yeah so I mean part of it is that uh they are really effective in encouraging checks to just burn this place down Mm. Right. So it's like it, it'll get read out in chapel and things like that. And then your preacher will get hold of them and everyone will be like, wait, hey, yeah, like, oh, fuck this. We're, we're going for, we're going in. Um, Martin Luther says that he's a straight line for him. Mm. Martin Luther, like, you know, is, is being like, yeah, I'm I'm I like he walked so I could run. Yeah, because he like refers to Huss like mm-hmm. several times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he he absolutely knows. And he's like, yeah, this is this is a part of it. And like, I'm I'm kind of like moving through this. And I think that what Host thinks he's doing is I think that he's like he thinks he's creating like a canon, right? Right. He's all like, here is the here's the lore. Here's the yeah. deep lore for like <laughs> I, when I'm dead. You'll know like you'll have all these things and you'll see what a good guy I was. Right. So why not when I'm martyred, you'll mm. have all these good letters where I've said all this good shit and everyone will go, Oh yeah, that guy's a saint. Yeah. Right. And then and that'll change the church. And he's like, like, lol, no. But, um, you know, he is kind of like trying to establish. And this is how we kind of move forward. He wants to be like a legendary poster. Like he wants to be the guy that when like part of his law was the fact that he got kicked out. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's a that's a very effective strategy. I've Mm -hmm. been on I was on forums where people who had been like kicked out years before I had joined them, like their posts kind of get recirculated, like Mm -hmm. even sort of like thinking more contemporary uh, the posts that we sort of like go back to whenever we think about posts that like define a particular era of a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if those posters like have kind of deleted their accounts, like martyred themselves, lack of a better term, mm-hmm. or, have been, or have been deleted. <laughs> this this feels They've like, got on their this, demon feels like hat. this feels yeah. like a similar impulse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah like yeah. what he's trying like and he's aware of like what what's about to happen. And mm-hmm. again, that's like also the martyr's impulse too. Like you're sort of aware of like what's going to happen and like part of the law that you're building for yourself, part of the character that you're building for yourself is one where like you don't, you're not sort of like going for a material victory. You are sort of going for like an ideological one, which then I don't know, like is um, to go back to like a question that I had asked earlier in terms of like what Huss actually kind of wants. Mm. Is he like aware that like he's not going to be able to single-handedly like achieve the material changes in the church that he wants and therefore he sort of sees this as like a long game like he sort of and in and in the letters like in some of the letters i think he alludes to this as well the idea that like you know uh where he tells like his friends like you know remember this person remember that person mm-hmm. like you know pray for them pray for me yeah. remember i'm a sinner and stuff like you know he's sort of building this he's he's building this character which can be used later yeah, I think that he thinks that he needs to create kind of like a, the the Janus universe, extended universe, <laughs> right? And he's like, it's like it's not going to be, it it can't just be him. He needs to do something big and flashy and get himself killed and write all these letters. But what the letters need to do is spawn another, you know, bunch of posters, mm. and the the like. The posting must continue. Um, yeah. And. I think that he kind of sees, um, you know, the failures of like other reformers before him as like, oh, you know, the posting didn't continue. You know, he sees himself as having picked up um, like Wycliffe's 
mantle. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and now, and now this is like round two. And then, and then, you know, he, he does that pretty successfully in that Martin Luther then mm-hmm. kind of picks it up. Now, would he and Martin Luther agree on everything? I would say no. no. Like there, there are, there are some pretty uh, big differentiations in terms of what they think theologically. But having said that, I think that he would be happy that at least people were giving it a go. Yeah. You know, like, and I think that what he's uh, he's attempting to do is say, like, other people need to do this now. So, mm. like, you guys have to, you know, if I'm going to get got, like, if I'm getting kicked off the forum, other people have to keep doing this. Yeah. Or, like, the sacrifice is for nothing. So right? I die, the resistance lives on. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Hmm. That's, like, real poster's impulse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a real poster's <laughs> yeah, impulse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to sort of think that you've sort of made such an ideological or, like, sort of such a sort of significant ideological difference that, like, Mm. you know you sort of yeah the idea of like transcending transcending yourself through your through your post which like i guess considering the fact that we are recording this episode right now suggests that that was a successful successful strategy yeah my man man, like a hundred percent like it changed the course of uh european history even people don't want to talk about it but um i you know he's an interesting dude great man theory eleanor (laughs) great man theory none of us do it alone none of us do it alone he had his Mm. weird little guys he had his little little, and like you know a lot of my weird little guys that i work on before him like they you know they were doing weird shit uh, the Czech polycules wouldn't have existed without him. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah, true. I feel like absolutely. that's really the last. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really the, like, yeah. really the takeaway. Um, yeah. I've also just realized something so embarrassing that I can't believe I'm actually going to uh, Go say it out loud. But uh, I've just realized that uh, though I die, the resistance lives on is from the South Park movie. Oh my that's God, it is. A, it is too. That's, that's, have, not a, that's not a quote from a oh resistance movie. Yeah. That from, that's from the that South Park movie. That was, South Park movie. I thought that was yeah. like from one of the Star Wars like sequels or something. No, no, no. Okay, no. Right. Yeah, there, there's it's a little the, song. There, there's yeah, the song. Die, the the resistance, resistance lives on. on. Yeah. They may cut you up in Fuck. bits and feed you to a... Oh. Yeah, I was whatever. never a South Park guy. I've, like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't remember any of this, but... Um, it's okay. Yeah, I mean the rest of it. Mm. I think Even you then, might but... find that the movie has not aged. Yeah, I would imagine well. that it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I, said, I literally said it out loud and was like, actually, actually I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not okay. Maybe. You know what has aged fucking uh, fucking incredibly, and I will. Mm. I will fight on this hill. I will die on this hill. I don't even care. Beavis and Butthead do America. Oh, fuck yeah. It's still, this is still one of the funniest films that has ever been made. God, like what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. I remember seeing that shit in theaters. You're too fucking young. You don't remember this stuff. You don't remember when cartoons were good. No, I don't. Well, also because I only watched Toonami. Yeah. Where the cartoons uh, were good, but they weren't related. They, yeah. they aren't relevant to either of you, I assume. No, uh, you, 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 you'll, <laughs> never, you'll never remember when Cowboy Bebop originally came out on Adult Swim. No, I do because I was there. Oh, you're just like a child. Yeah, I was a child. I had no idea what was going on, but I was mm. just like, yeah, that's cool. Vibing. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember some of that. Straight okay. vibing. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. La mole. That's what he's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Called la mole. Yeah, la mole. <laughs> oh. Christ alive. All right. I think I think we need to stop. I feel like I feel no. like yeah, I feel like we need some sunlight. We need yeah. some we need some we need some sunlight and it's such a shame because I honestly I could I could talk about Beavis this subject. Butthead. I could well, yeah. I could talk about Beavis and Butthead for a while yeah. to be honest with yeah. you because all right, all right. All right. It was just really really good. It was though. <laughs> and the original Beavis and Butthead which was them commenting on 
uh, MTV music videos. So good. That's how the ori- that's what the original Beavis Butthead was. Beavis so and Butthead was. It was this like, b- and it was on MTV as well. So it was this bizarre meta commentary. This mm. was the invention of like reaction videos. Yeah, I'll stand by that as mm. a position. And what was awesome is they hated everything, but then very occasionally something would come on and they loved it. And they would it. just absolutely love it. Like they loved the sabotage video. Yeah. And they like had a whole like story for all of like, <laughs> they're, they're like, that's Cochise. He doesn't play by the rules and all this stuff. And they like, I, they loved I it. I genuinely know? think some of the best, uh, the best like critical reading of Radiohead was uh, the thing about Radiohead without the stuff that sucks, they wouldn't rule as much as they do. And that, is <laughs> from a Beavis and Butthead Damn, review. that's true. <laughs> Got their ass. And it's true. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, maybe we should do a show on Beavis and Butthead. That'll be Beavis good. Yeah, that'll be good. Like, ha- that. like Beavis yeah. and Butthead, cartoon posters. Right. Um, I could also talk about uh, Jan Hus for Woo! ages, to be honest with you, because I feel like we could really, really dig into his letters. So maybe at some point we should do a part two. Yeah, well, look, Martin uh, Luther Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I would love, yeah. I'd love to do a part two. from what yeah. I've seen. Let's do part two at Plus, some point. Yeah, close reading of the posts. Yeah, yeah I, I think yeah, I yeah. think we should definitely do that yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. But um, we are we are running out of time. Yeah, so. so Eleanor, thank you so much for joining us. Babies, thank you uh, for letting me talk about if, my weird guy. Anytime you want to look, any we, we'll have, we'll keep the weird guys chat open. Guys. we'll just post weird guys in there. I feel like that's we we need that. Mm. Um, if people want to listen about listen to a show about more weird guys or just follow the stuff that you're doing which also incorporates other weird guys mm-hmm. from yeah. different time periods how can they do that that's correct so um you should check out um my very good podcast which is called uh we're not so different um we're we're frequently talking about weird guys yeah because we're not all that different we yeah are we're, all we're not guys yeah like basically we, we go out of our way to find weird guys <laughs> uh let's put it that way um you can also if you want like a more serious one where i'm not allowed to swear you can check out uh, my uh grown-up podcast which is called gone medieval um and yeah that's 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 where to find me check yeah. those out we'll put those links in the show notes uh thank you for listening to this episode of Ten Thousand posts we really appreciate it we have lots of good bonus content on our patreon patreon.com forward slash 10k post podcast five bucks a month we have like really good episodes interviews all that stuff also it keeps us independent means that we can do this without ads we like doing both those things so mm-hmm. yeah consider supporting us and uh yeah helping us continue doing uh this this great show about weird dudes mm. um phoebe you want to plug anything uh yeah uh, you can subscribe to my Substack, which you'll have a link for it below you can listen to my other podcasts i don't have a grown i don't have a grown-up po- podcast all of my <laughs> all of my podcasts are more on children po- uh, podcasts of different of different degrees and in different <laughs> in different levels, but links to those below. I, yeah. Say it. Well you get what we what were you gonna say? No, nothing. Okay. I thought I feel like you were gonna sort of say, no, I think like more on children is maybe a bit harsh, but no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh neutral on that position. I mean I was gonna say I actually have a rare plug. Oh. I don't usually plug things. Mm. I completely forgot that I do actually have like a feature piece in the New Humanist magazine. Nice. It <laughs> came good. out a week ago and I found out when I went to the train station and I was like, why is my name on the cover of that magazine? Oh, all right. <laughs> why, okay. why, why is it there? And I remembered that I submitted this thing last year and right. then forgot to respond to any of the emails from the editor mm. <laughs> about getting a copy sent to me. Anyway, it's fine. Okay, um, the piece yeah. is about the impact of Western red pill guys on uh, in uh, in India and Pakistan. Oh, cool. Um, it was a 
difficult article to write about and I'm not going to mention any well I don't I don't want to mention it on my socials because obviously like the moment you mention the bald man from Luton uh oh, no. you have like the worst yeah. people coming in so yeah. put those pieces together um yeah like if you want to read that read that I think it's online as well um this show is produced by Devon follow them at Devon underscore on earth if you don't already listen to their show kill james bond uh it's very very good so listen to that if you don't already um and on that note we will uh we'll catch you on the next one bye bye bye